Hello and welcome to another season of Mountain Biking with the Wisconsin Interscholastic Cycling League. I'm your host, John Yeager, and I'll be interviewing and talking to the people in the league that make these races happen. This podcast is brought to you by Point Forward Physical Therapy, moving you in the right direction, where we maximize your performance in life and in sport. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is John with Point Forward Physical Therapy. And today we have Angela Brooks, our race director, and she's going to talk us through the past, the present, and the future as far as the Wisconsin Interscholastic Cycling League. So welcome, Angela. Hey, John. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So we're two races in. Three? Um, well, technically three for you and I, but only, I mean, most teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're yep, right. Two races. The teams have done too. Um, What are your thoughts so far on how things are going? I think that they've been really great. The energy has been so high at all of these uh, events and the race courses have been fantastic. I keep getting great positive feedback on, on the courses that have been laid out. The timing has been perfect. The waves have worked out really well. Um, overall, I think it's been hugely successful so far this year, and I'm I'm thrilled. Yeah, I and I think I would I would second that. I mean, I think we've made a couple shifts with that as far as when the waves are going out, and they've been really, really nice. It's been really, yeah. it's made for a really good race. So, what is um what's been your favorite thing so far? Is there any favorite part of the weekend or anything that's struck you lately? So I, I think I said it at Telmark too. And now that we've had a couple more races where I get to go out and watch the athletes on, on some of these features that we've started including in the, and the different courses, my favorite thing has been observing these athletes just take all of these uh, courses with confidence. It's been, re- and even our sixth graders, you know, they're a little timid at first, but then they get on their bike and they get on the course and they are so confident just riding over everything. And, and that's been, that's been my favorite part, just seeing smiles on these kids' faces and seeing them ride like they're little bosses. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's been really neat this year. We've included more challenging terrain for everybody across the board. And yeah. it's been really, really fun to watch people just enjoy it, conquer it and love it. You know, it's been, I, I don't know. I, I think it's been fabulous. Kind of looping onto that though, so we've had varsity always starting the day, and it's going from what you and I both perceive as exceptionally well. Do you think that's something will continue into next year? Do you see that being uh, a standing thing? I think so. It's been so successful, and having all of the families around all day has been just a pleasure because one, it brings up the energy, it um, allows the kids to be celebrated more. And it's been working really well. So I I have no plans of changing it next year. Right now, I'm just tweaking it a little bit here and there to make sure everybody has a great race. So you may see, continue to see little tweaks in the wave schedule and start schedule just so that uh, next year it's perfect and I don't have to do any changes. <laughs> That's my hope anyway. Now, one of the changes that we've made is we have marshal points, but we don't necessarily have course marshals. Is that something, how, what is your take on how that's going so far? So a few years back, um, we created this Rover program and uh, it 
last year, we saw how well the Rovers were doing on the course with the athletes and also saw that, one, it was hard to get volunteers to go to the Marshall Points because it's kind of a stand around all day. Maybe you're at a good spot, maybe you're not. But they weren't very active in the course. We didn't hear a whole lot of radio calls from them. So we realized that there's not much of a need to have marshals when we have our rovers there. And the rovers are constantly moving on the course. So if an, an athlete were to get into some sort of trouble, like a, a mechanical issue or fall and injure themselves, a rover is going to be there within a matter of a minute or two to help that athlete. Uh, so we just haven't had a need for a lot of marshals this year, except at places where we need crowd control and specifically for spectators crossing the course here or there where we need them to and to monitor uh, the spectators more than anything. So I, I really do feel like the Rover, Rover program has been a huge benefit and um, a very positive change. Yeah. And I, it, it's been really interesting to see how it, it worked out, but it really has been successful. I mean, I think we're, we're really hitting everything we need to with what we've done. So and the coaches are like, how do I get to be part of it? So I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I actually created the rover program a few years ago because I saw a need. Um, the, the rovers, the way we had it before is anybody could sign up to be a rover but nobody really knew what a rover was supposed to do. And so I had gone to Kathy and I said, Kathy, I see this problem because at that time I was a bike patroller. So I was out there patrolling and roving, um, but there was just kind of chaos at the start and Matt noticed it too. And so I told it to Kathy and Kathy's like, oh, you see a problem? Hey, what are your solutions? Why don't you fix it? And I'm like, okay, I will. And so that's, that's kind of how it happened. Okay, but that was like, that's classic Don and Kathy. Like you see a problem, you are now ahead of the solution. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was a little, a little taken aback, but I'm like, yeah, I can solve this problem and I will. It was, it was actually the, the best thing for, for us, I think for me and for her as a way to solve it. And Matt and Tom have kind of run away with it in a great way and improved it even more. So I think it's really cool. I think and hope that other states will start to also do this also, but that's neither here nor there. That's that's just how awesome the Rover program is. Perfect. So we have, now we'll move off the Rovers. Let's talk about Englewood and what we've got event-wise. We've got a few things going on through the course of the weekend. We do, we do. So we'll start Saturday with our coaches pre-ride again. And because of some of the features that we have in the course for our varsity and JV3 kids, it will be really important for coaches to go and look at those areas if they've never seen them before. Because there are some rock gardens that are more tech, they're not super technical, but they are definitely a brain, uh, a brain messer with her, for lack of a better expression. What would you call that? They mess with your brain. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a good expression for it. Um, so pre-ride will be really important for coaches, especially. So that will be at 1115. And I'll take out coaches who are interested in hearing some uh, techniques on teaching those um, rock gardens. 
Then we'll have our normal pre-ride beginning at noon for our grit girls, which will end at one. One o'clock we'll start the sessioning pre-ride until, what do we say? I think it goes until three, maybe it's 3.30. I don't remember off the top of my brain. And then it will be continuing, uh, continuous riding until 4.30. Then um, just before pre-ride ends, Teen Trail Corps is doing a cool thing this week, which I'm excited about. Uh, we have some athletes who have been super active with Teen Trail Corps. And so he's creating a round table discussion for these athletes. So we're going to actually get to hear from the athletes what they enjoy about Teen Trail Corps or working on the trails rather than just riding. So that's, that's cool. That's at 4 p.m. At 4.30, Paramount will be there and they'll be talking about mountain bike nutrition, warm up and recovery and cross training to help avoid injuries. And then 5.30, we'll have our games and 6 p.m. Everything will kind of finish for Saturday night and athletes can go with their teams and begin their fun camping adventures. So that, that's, that's Saturday and then Sunday is race day. All right. And now with this venue, we have to, we have a few considerations that are different. So yep. let's start out because I know it's always fun. Let's talk about the cows. <laughs> cows, cows. So Englewood is a working farm with cows and Ben has been um, working tirelessly on these mountain bike trails. But when he's not working on the trails, he is moving cows from field to field. So the cows sometimes graze where we're camping and sometimes graze where our infield in is. Um, our old last year's warm-up section, the cows will be going there uh, after the race is over. So we're not using that as a warm-up anymore because he's letting the grass grow. So these cows are really important to the Englewood farm, which means that we as visitors to the farm need to be very uh, conscientious of how we treat the farm. So we don't allow any open fires because we don't need to burn anything down. Um, you can have gas fire pits, just no wooden, um, wooden fire pits. Uh, there will be no pets allowed here because pets like to do their mess business all over the place and that's not good for the cows. And then we also need to be very aware of the trash that we leave specifically athletes out on the course. So if you are a athlete who likes to use gel packs or any type of disposable nutrition while you're riding, make sure that you're taking that trash and putting it into one of your pockets or somewhere where it is not left on the field because the plastic foil and whatever container it comes in is very bad for the cows, as well as a lot of the chemicals that we consume uh, the cows can't. So we don't want to harm any of Englewood's cows. So those are some of the considerations that we have to make about the venue. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a super energetic cow, I don't think, but it would be really interesting if that happened. <laughs> oh man, could you imagine a cow chasing the bikes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be a test of your that, That'd be bad. Only... <laughs> oh man. Um, so anything, to we talked a lot about or we know we have some new terrain. Is there anything mm -hmm. people should be thinking through or uh, trying to last minute cram for? Well, for our older athletes, um, the Varsity and JV3 Rock Gardens. 
rock gardens is something to consider, but more than that, it's choosing your line. Once you get on a feature, you have to power through it. Where I have found in my experience as a professional mountain bike instructor, people get into trouble when they get on a feature and they panic. And what do people usually do when they panic? On a bike, they grab their brakes. And so it's the grabbing the brakes in a panic that often gets people injured. So I always try to remind people, once you've gotten onto a feature, well, first pre-ride, re-ride, free ride, right? Check it out. That's why the pre-ride is so important. Walk your bike over it and choose the line. Then when you go to re-ride it or free ride it, you know your line that you're going to choose. And then once you get on it, you just ride it out, power through it. Don't stop in the middle of it and just try and get through the whole thing because we are going to have some rock gardens both down and up. Um, so climbing, climbing is going to be a challenge too, because it's technical rock, rock garden climbing. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm excited. Really cool. it. Yeah. It's, that's not something we've seen, but we've had a little bit of a, de a decline with some rock, but never an incline. Maybe there was, well, this will be good. It'll be, yeah, this will be fun. It's a really cool spectator spot too. So all the parents, I think, will be gathered around there and applauding and cheering. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about this. And most of these athletes have done these rock gardens and wars anyway as a junior elites or or um, comp riders. So it's not going to be new to a lot of our athletes. Some of them it will. So pre ride is super important. Sure. All right. Let's talk about volunteers. How are we doing? What do we need? Well, the last I heard from Allie, we had just under 50% of our volunteers filled. So we do need more. Uh, parking is always, always important. Uh, as you said last time, course setup is very important. Our goal is to get the course completed about 11 a.m. so that it's ready for the pre-ride. So if you are interested in riding your bike and helping us set up the course, we could use some volunteers for that. Uh, there are a couple of spots where we need people to stand for the crossing guards on the course. And then, as always, takedown at the end of the day. Once our middle school girls go out, we can start taking down the course. And there's always a lot of tape. So if you're interested in helping progress the takedown along, please volunteer and help at the end of the day so we can get our um, awards started. You know, I almost think we should have like a challenge. Like, what could you creatively do with used course tape? Because there oh. must be some decorating that could be done. <laughs> what a great idea. Like, any kid who's creative and wants to start making clothing out of course tape or or belts or bags, like woven. Because oh, we we'll, do we'll use... have some for you. Just oh, I hope. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. We'll put it on social media and say, buy this bag or, or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, use, we use so much course tape. It, it does, it does make me feel a little guilty. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, it, it's just what we need to do, I guess. Yes. So, um, okay. Let's see. Oh, staging times. Those are in the event. They are in, yep. They are in the event guide. I think that I found all of my little mishaps and typos, uh, but I think it's going to work out really well again this week. So, yep, check your uh, check your event guide. And do it early because cows don't need any internet 
data. <laughs> yeah, you know what, that you, you bring up a really good point. So we may have a couple of them printed for you to take a picture of, but we've set up these TVs, the TVs that give us live results. But on Saturday, I put the course on one TV and the wave schedule on the other. So parents, if you're listening, get your phone, take a photo of the wave times and the course. That way you don't have to rely on internet. You just rely on carrying your phone and the photos in your phone. Yes, because unless something's changed, the internet is woefully absent. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Nothing's changed. All right. Well, anything else we should cover? Um. Yes, for those athletes who have never been here, there are a couple of wooden features that are mandatory to ride, specifically their flyovers. So check those out when you get there. Um, be cautious on them and as always ride with respect on the flyovers. It's really cool that we get to ride on those. And Ben, our host, um, has sprayed all of them with uh, tacky or what did he call it? grip? grip paint. So they've got grip to them, uh, but you still need to be cautious when you're on them. And for those of you who are new here, also may not know that this is a, what do they call it? A world-class UCI course. So we are very fortunate to be riding at Englewood because people come from, what, all over the world, I think, to ride here mm -hmm. professionally. Do. So I think that's pretty amazing. So parents, when you are wandering around, checking out the course, um, know that. Know that people come from all over the world to come and race here. That's really exciting. Uh, it's set up very professionally and set up really well so that our athletes have a great time on it. And um, yeah. Oh, and then you can get beef. I was going to say, we <laughs> need to talk about Englewood's amazing beef. Oh, my gosh. Yes. One, if you've had the burgers at all the races then you already have experienced their delicious beef. Uh, but there is also in the event guide, I believe there's a coupon for discount and you can order your beef now and have it ready to pick up at the race. So um, check out the event guide for that as well because the beef from there, it's grass-fed beef, it's delicious. It is exceptional. I That is maybe something I do every time I see them at a race. <laughs> yeah, you get a burger? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And last, last week we had bacon. Bacon, right? I don't know <laughs> so if we had bacon this week or not, but yes, like yeah. oh, there's a cardiologist somewhere whose career is being secured by my habits. Oh well, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got it. I think so. All right. Thanks so much, Angela. We'll see you at the race. Oh, thank you, John. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again for listening. We wish luck to all the racers on the course this weekend. We'll see you on the trails.